going to stand back and just remain silent when God is not silent. The devil cannot steal what you will not give. We're called to pray, but we're called to speak truth. What we do is going to be effective, but what we don't do is left undone. The Lord is the final authority, church. We don't have fear just because the devil is prowling around. Because Jesus is the King of Kings. He is the Lord of Lords. So I titled this message, Don't Comply with the Lies of This Generation. There are lives that are at stake. Do not comply. Though we live in a generation where evil they call good and good they call evil, God does not change his mind just because deception is running rampant. Know that. God does not change his mind. Say it over yourself. God does not change his mind. In Isaiah 50 verse 20, it says, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Church, don't change your theology don't lessen your stance and walk in mixture just because you know someone who is. We all know someone who is. The Word of God is the highest authority. The Word of God is Jesus, and the government is upon his shoulder. Do they not, Isaiah 9, 6, that the government shall be upon the shoulders of Jesus, right? For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders. This is what we're referring to. This is Christ Almighty, right? And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. The governmental authority is the highest authority, and we the church, the ecclesia, that's who we are, have been given the responsibility to govern. We have been given the responsibility to govern, which means to rule this earth well. 2 Timothy 1, 8 through 12. It says this, Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord. Do not be ashamed. This is 2 Timothy 1, 8. Do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share with me in the sufferings for the gospel according to the power of God, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purposes and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began, but has now been revealed by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel, to which I was appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles. For this reason, I also suffer the things nevertheless. Here's the part I want you to hear and remember. Nevertheless, he says, he says, I am not ashamed of the gospel. He says, I'm not ashamed for I know whom I have believed and I am persuaded. I am persuaded that he is able to keep what I have committed to him that day until that day. So we're not ashamed and we also know we are persuaded. We are fully committed, completely committed, completely 100% sure that God will keep you and when you walk in the light of Christ you know that he's going to lift you up he's going to show you the way to go and you will not walk in compromise nor will you have that double-mindedness right so because God so loved the world he did something he gave Jesus right John 3 16 John 3 16 says for God so loved the world God loves the world that's why he gave his one and only son that's why he sent Jesus he gave he gave his only, one and only son, 
that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life, right? So God so loved the world, therefore he gave. We are called to pray, but we are also called to take a stand, church. We're called to pray, but we're called to speak truth, for God's word is true. Romans 3, 4 says, let God be true and let every man be a liar. Okay, so in other words, if you're, if you're not in alignment with the word of God, God says you're a liar. So in other words, he's not literally saying you're all liars, only if you're not walking in the truth of God's word. So when we walk in the truth of God's word, we are going to understand something. Let me tell you, church of God, this is an important message that we hear. You may never have another opportunity to hear this, and I'll tell you, you need to hear it. You need to hear the truth. You need to hear the, we need to hear the truth so we know how to respond in situations. It's out there and it's everywhere, everywhere. I'm gonna to get to the exact of what I'm talking about in a minute. I'm pretty sure most of you already know. <laughs> so church, we need to wake up, fully wake up. We need to wake up and take a stand for truth because while you're being silent and maybe not speaking up, okay, against the deception that's invading our generation, only professing the love of God, while you're only professing the love of God, and that is what a lot of Christians do, they only profess the love of God. While you're quiet about certain situations and you're only professing the love of God, the deception that is invading our generation is snatching loved ones, literally snatching loved ones, literally using verbiage of love. The same verbiage you're using. The same verbiage. Be kind. Tell me you haven't heard that. Just be kind. Just love. Okay? The very same verbiage that you're using about love is what they're using too. But why is it that you're not walking in your full authority? This is not just love. There's action that needs to be taken. There is something that's called the deceiver that's deceiving the hearts and the minds of this generation. And I'll tell you, I'm not going to stand back and just remain silent when God is not silent. God is not silent on this topic. Just because you think, well, this is not really, you know, people are going to be hurt, and I don't want, and I love that. And, and really, honestly, if you love, you love their soul, then you're going to speak truth because we're all going to spend eternity somewhere. Heaven or hell, we are all going to spend eternity somewhere. And you don't know how many, you don't know how many opportunities that you're going to get to speak truth. That's why I'm coming so hard on this topic. You don't know. You think these people are going to be there all the time. You don't know that. So when the church walks in compromise, and they are, a lot of the church is walking in compromise. Oh, you're not walking in compromise in this church because we would make sure we would go after you. But there is. There's, there are many. There are many people. And they walk in compromise, you guys. And they, and they justify unbiblical behavior. They put the blood on their own hands. You don't want their blood on your hands. Don't have their blood on your hands simply because you were silent when God was not. We gather to enforce the highest authority, to 
raise up our voices as a trumpet. We gather to pray for the lost. We gather to decree. Listen, we get to come, we get to have a Holy Ghost time every single time. We get to come, we get to get healed, set free, delivered. We get the joy of the Lord. We get to worship. We get to have all this. It's like a party every single time we come. We enjoy His presence, but we also pray for the lost. We also pray for those that are bound. We also know that our words carry the weight of heaven. We also know that we have the keys to the kingdom and what we do is going to be effective but what we don't do is left undone that's the kind of power we have so we're not going to comply with the lies of this generation when Isaiah 40 verses 3, 3 through 5 says there's a voice calling clear the way for the Lord in the wilderness guys that's what we're to do when we pray we're clearing the way for the Lord in the wilderness it says make smooth in the desert a highway for God let every valley be lifted up let every mountain and hill be made low so don't lose your fire and don't become complacent just because some Christians are falling into deception it's like you can't, I can't turn on any kind of social media, any, read any kind of post or any kind of news feed without hearing of another one falling. Can you? Let's seriously, it's like another one, deception again, another one, another one, another one. It's like Jesus, we have to sound the clarion call. I'm going to make this very clear. It's coming, it's coming. I hope you guys are following, but I'm going to make it very clear in a moment. So the devil is prowling around. We know the scripture. He's prowling around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour, right? But the Lord is the final authority church. We don't have fear just because the devil is prowling around. Because Jesus is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. He is the king. So the devil may be prowling around, but Jesus is the king of kings. Too many Christians, they will not herald what the Lord stands for while the devil has put his influence, his noose around those who are desensitized and who are not afraid to speak out against the word of God. That's the thing. They're not afraid to speak out against the word of God. They like to twist the word of God. They like to pervert the word of God. And they're getting other Christians to feel sorry for them. They're getting other Christians to say, wow, you know what? I feel bad for you. When they're twisting and perverting the scripture, do we all fall? Are we all following? So we serve God. We serve the God who created heaven and earth. We serve the God who subdues nations under our feet. For God is the king of the earth. And we sing to him a new song in Psalms, Psalms 47, 3, Psalm 47, 7, and 8. You can look them up. She's going to put them up. But we sing praises. He is seated on his holy throne. But you guys, we're, we're not defeated. We have all the riches. We have all the power. We have all the answers. So what are you doing? What are we doing? Because we have the answers, right? And so... We have to start judging what is wrong, wrongful and what is unbiblical, if you haven't already. We actually must judge what is wrongful. The devil cannot steal what you will not give. So stop compromising if you are. Stop playing games. Stop straddling the fence and take territory. You know, there are some believers that are blind. They're spiritually blind to what I'm talking about. 
They love God, but they are blind. Their ears are dull. They don't understand. You guys, that is a spirit. That is a spirit at work. Blinding them, literally causing them to be desensitized, literally causing them to be deaf, but yet they sit in church week after week. That's what we're up against, a very wicked agenda that says, okay, you can say yes to Jesus, but I'm gonna keep you just as stuck as you were before you said yes. That's the truth and it shouldn't be because Jesus has come and when he's come, when he's come within you, living in within you, he says, you have all power and all authority to rise up and to speak truth. So we don't battle against flesh and blood but against principalities and powers of rulers of the dark age, against hosts of wickedness, according to Ephesians chapter 6. So church, this means war. This means war when we cannot even go to the bank or the grocery store without seeing this generation totally robbed of their identity. Does that not grieve you? When you see, when you see them totally robbed of their identity, when you see, when you see a young boy who has been seduced, it is what it is. He's been seduced into losing his masculinity. Uh-huh. Because the seducer has chained him from the inside out. The seducer has chained him. There is an internal, there are internal chains. And from the inside out, now he's chained and he walks like a puppet on a string. And the devil continues to fragment his soul. And what do people say? As, he's, as they're on their way to hell? What do, what do people say? Well, they make all kinds of excuses. They justify it. And you've got Christians feeling sorry, but instead, you should be chopping the head off of the devil who has deceived that individual. He has deceived him. He's robbed him of every source of identity. That's what it is. Totally robbed him. The problem is some people don't understand. This is not a war against flesh and blood. That's why I read you that scripture. This is against the spiritual powers that are against our loved ones. They're against this generation, keeping them blind, keeping them seduced. No, no, and no again. But we have to get up and say something and speak and pray like you mean it. We know the devil doesn't just roll over and play dead. Their identity has been stolen. Are you okay with that? We're not okay with that. You know, it grieves me when I see them on the other end, when I'm just trying to get my coffee. And it grieves me on the other, you know, they're on the other side of the counter, but it grieves me, why? Because I'm looking at this, I'm like, Jesus, when was the deception? When was that inception of deception? When did it happen, Lord? And why, nobody saw it? God help us.
that just wanted to be loved. There were at one point an individual that was trusting their father, trusting their mother, trusting that, that uh, teacher, trusting the people that God put in their life. But somebody was not playing right. Somebody was being used by the devil to get in there and do something they should have never done. So I look at this young girl, totally seduced, fragmented in her soul, thinking that she needs to sell her body for love, for attention, for affection. That's what's going on. And my heart grieves because I know deep down inside, they don't want that. They don't want that. They want to be loved. But the devil has come and told them what love really is but he doesn't know what love is because that's not who he is. Only God is love. You can only find true love in Christ. The devil is a liar and a deceiver and a tormentor and he'll seduce you and torment you more and more and more if you listen to him. That's why a lot of our culture is listening to him and they're calling it right. So this young girl lost all self-respect, has disfigured herself to look like a man, refuses to be called a, uh, you know, anything feminine, and she thinks she's gained her voice, and she thinks she's gained her freedom. What diabolical, what a diabolical lie. Because it is exactly the opposite, right? They're just zombies. Literally, I see them as zombies. I see them as zombies under a satanic spell, because that is what it is. Uh, that's what we need to see them as. We need to see them as zombies under a, a satanic spell. It is a satanic spell, okay? We can, we can get into all the things of, well, some were born like that. God never made that. God created them in their mother's womb. Psalm 139, right? He created you, fashioned and formed you, knit you together when you were in your mother's womb, right? Every single part, he, he knew every single part of you before you were even born. He created you and he did not create you with that. That doesn't mean, that doesn't mean that there is not a propensity because of sin in your bloodline. That doesn't mean that there's, there's not a bent, a feeling, not God-given, but doesn't, but sin does this. The sins of the father does this. The sins of the other generation, it does this. And so I know that there are people that really genuinely struggle. They genuinely struggle with this, but it's just not genuinely from God. It is not, it is from the enemy and it has to be dealt with correctly. It has to be, the truth, only the truth sets us free. And the truth is not always changing, and it's not fluid. The truth is not fluid, okay? The truth is not evolving. Like you may hear some pastors, as I have too, said that their theology is evolving. Truth is truth, and it stays, and it remains forever. But they need the truth. And so, how, how does a God-fearing Christian accept that there are, there are hounds of hell? manipulating these individuals every move. See, I, the reason that I'm using certain words is I want you to get these mental pictures because that's really what's happening. It's really what's happening. So how does a child of God tolerate the fact that this generation has lost, has just been so deceived by as a harlot? 
you know, prostituting themselves while their souls are possessed by demons. Yes, they are. Souls are possessed by demons. When you see homosexuals in the whole range of LGBTQ+, know that they have been taken over by a satanic control. We love the individual, but you must realize the real battle is not against flesh and blood, but they are bound by demonic control. They are an empty shell in a body, and the church won't speak up. I mean, some churches do, this one does, but there are some and many that don't speak up, but instead encourage this behavior. I've talked to you guys about this topic before, and I'm talking to you about it again, because it doesn't lessen, it gets worse. It's more and more and more, right? You know, and, and, and so I, the Lord shows me things in pictures a lot of the times, and you know, while, while pink teddy bears lay on empty beds, that child is grown up. And while toy trucks are shoved in the corner of a room because the demonic agenda silently invaded their rooms and no one was on watch to stop it. You need to be on watch to stop it. And maybe you didn't know all this when it was happening. But you still need to get up today. And you still need to realize, you know, though those demons may be fortified at this point, you will not back down because today you've been empowered. You know, now you know, and you're only accountable for what you know, but now you know. And so you are being empowered to speak up and to pray and see the power of God move. Is this not true? So I'm going to make this as clear as I need to be. I need to because there are some that have muddied the waters. Let me just say it clearly again. Homosexuality is unbiblical. Marijuana and drug use is unbiblical. God has not changed his mind. Condoning these behaviors make you just as guilty as those that practice it. If you're afraid to speak up, then you're ashamed of the gospel. Romans 1.16, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, first to the Jews and then to the Greeks. We do not preach a candy-coated gospel. We're not called to do that. We do not preach a gospel that does not offend or convict anyone, right, um, to the, of the true word, the word of God. Conviction is good. Say that with me. Conviction is good. Conviction shows me that I have some work to do. Conviction shows me that I need to realize there's some sin I need to repent of. It's the most beautiful thing because God takes away your sin and cleanses you by the power of his word. And then he imparts his power so that you have the joy of the Lord and you have the power of God to do everything you need to do. He gives you the wisdom so that you can now be a mouthpiece for those that are still bound. That's where I believe you are, those that are sitting in this room. But that is not where everybody in, in the Christian world is at. Okay, so, and they'll use all kinds of, they will use all kinds of different logic and scenarios to try to change, cause you to change your mind and lessen your stance. It will never happen here. Do you love God like you say you do? Then it, it can never happen. Sodom and Gomorrah was greatly judged for their ungodly sensual practices and for the depravity of their unnatural sexual relationships. 
Yeah, I know, not the most popular message, but you guys are used to it and you guys can handle it because it is the right message. A, so, a popular so-called Christian artist, Amy Grant, is to host a same-sex marriage. You guys know of her. We have some of her music. I can't listen to it anymore. For years, she has voiced her support. I just found this out. For years, she has voiced her support for LGBTQ because they are a large part of her following. Money speaks, doesn't it? When she learned that her niece had come out of the closet, she said, quote unquote, what a gift to our whole family to just widen the experience for our whole family. We're gonna widen the experience for your family? What kind of diabolical deception is this? From a very, from a, uh, you know, a Christian that ha has sung beautiful songs for many, many years and has led the way in, you know, the gospel, you know, Christian singing that is to be actually what in the secular world, right? We, we have a lot of our songs, you know, even just on regular radio because of, partly because of her. But look at how easy and how deceptive. I, I, just, I just heard too, Veggie Tales. You know, we like Veggie Tales. When kids were little, they watched it. Um, but it has changed owners now. So that that used, the, the, the person that used to, um, you know, have the rights own this company no longer owns this company. And so now DreamWorks owns the company. And so church, we have to wake up because if DreamWorks owns this company, kind of the writing is on the wall. So you just, you just need to wake up and realize we have to be very careful. We have to be very careful what we allow our kids to see. Our children, your children, all of our children, they're impressionable. And it's up to us to protect them. This means we have to do our work, our homework. You can't just go out and buy a toy anymore. You actually have to strip that toy naked and you have to make sure that that toy is what you think it is. It's ridiculous, but it's true. You actually have to check your kids' toys. We used to have to check their books, and you certainly have to still check their books. But you have to check their toys, too. And you need to open up every little compartment and make sure it is what you think it is. So, guys, we have to be very diligent because the agenda is very crafty. This agenda is so crafty and is so targeted to our children, our young children. Don't you be thinking it's just when they get to be teenagers or, or preteens. Our young children. It starts at just little, little kids. There, there is in preschool when American Girl doll, yeah, and American Girl, and, and you know, that's a beautiful doll, expensive doll, but American Girl doll and Mattel, right? A book that they have just, they put out, and it's all about... This is what the book is about. There's a line in there that basically tells these three-year-old girls, because it's targeted to three-year-old girls. Three. And it says in there that if you haven't started puberty yet, that you can ask your doctor, without your parents' consent, you can ask your doctor to take puberty blockers until you get older, and you can decide what you want to be. Huh. Three years old, they're telling this 
This is in the story. This is what they're reading to the three-year-olds. I sent that article, or I told that to my, to my daughter. We, we have to, we have to, why am I telling you this? Because you need to know. Because you need to know. Because it's important that we know these things. Because when we were growing up, we didn't have to do half of this stuff, but now we do. It's just what it is. So it's not just, it's not just us needing to stand and speak and pray, but we have to be informed.